The Chicago White Sox split a doubleheader with the Philadelphia Phillies on Tuesday. Sox lost the first game, won the second game. Lucas Giolito was outstanding in game two, and Sox pitching through a combined one hitter. Uh, Jake Berger might be seeing more playing time than originally anticipated, and that is a good thing. Berger has four home runs in the last five games. Sox go for the series win with Mike Clevenger on the hill Wednesday afternoon. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. Uh, we're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Uh, visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast uh, just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, the White Sox play the Phillies Wednesday afternoon. Uh, the series finale features Mike Clevenger on the hill for the Sox. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast uh, with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Uh, search White Sox. Our White Sox are 7-11 and 11 on the season, four games back in the AL Central. Uh, Sox split that doubleheader on Tuesday. Phillies with a top offensive team uh, coming into the south side. Uh, you had Zach Wheeler on the hill uh, in game one against Lance, hill, uh, Lance Lynn. And uh, game two, Lucas Giolito versus Bailey Falter. Uh, really, I thought the keys to the game, simple. I mean, you know, limit the walks. Uh, Sacks have allowed 81 walks heading into this series against the Phillies, second most in all of baseball. We've been talking about it recently uh, here on this podcast. You've seen it watching this game, that that uh, Orioles series. Unbelievable. Uh, it's got to stop. Stop giving free passes, especially – uh, to an offensive team like the Phillies. They will make you pay. They've got a tough lineup, even without uh, Bryce Harper. Uh, Sacks offense, you got to take advantage of runners in scoring position. You know, you cannot, uh, you know, put a guy on third in the first inning with nobody out and not get that run in. If you get the bases loaded with nobody out, pile that on. Get as many runs as you possibly can. Keep the line moving. And, of course, you got to limit errors, mental mistakes, uh, tighten up the fundamentals. I think that's what we're all saying. We're all waiting. It's coming from everybody. Uh, just wait till we get everything going, clean everything up. Everything's clicking on all cylinders. Uh, however, all those things that I mentioned came into play in the first few innings of game one of the doubleheader. Uh, in total on Tuesday, uh, Sachs pitching only issued six walks, which is nice. Uh, and 
Sox offense was a combined four for 10 uh, with runners in scoring position. Uh, both of those games, there were no uh, errors, uh, but there were some mental mistakes and some poor execution that we'll get to. Uh, looking at this Phillies lineup, you know, as they would come up and, you know, arms came out of the bullpen, you got uh, guys like Schwarber, uh, Harper, obviously not playing, but he was taking some batting practice that they talked about. He might be actually playing some first base soon for the Phillies uh, to get his bat going. Uh, Zach Wheeler, Josh Harrison on the Philadelphia Phillies, Castellanos, Kimbrell. Uh, all these guys have just, it felt like they've been connected to the White Sox in one way or another. Of course, Kimbrell uh, obviously used to throw for the Chicago White Sox. And Josh Harrison, we saw a lot of him uh, last year. Uh, but Schwarber was always wrapped up in different rumors. You know, could he be coming over to the south side? We could use his lefty bat. And obviously the big Bryce Harper stuff. Uh, during that 2018-2019 winter meetings offseason. Zach Wheeler tried to get him into the south side, uh, and we ended up having to go with Dallas Keuchel. Uh, and Castellanos, another guy that a lot of Sox fans have wanted to get uh, into this lineup. So interesting to see these guys. We don't see the Phillies too often. Uh, so entering Tuesday, I thought, you know, Andrew Vaughn pretty hot. Uh, doesn't have a home run yet, but He's been getting on base. Uh, I really like, you know, driving the ball into the gap. I think that's going to start turning into some home runs. Uh, Berger, of course, four for nine entering uh, the doubleheader with three home runs during the Orioles series. Uh, Berger, of course, did stay hot on Tuesday. Uh, and Aloy uh, Jimenez and Luis Robert have been absolutely struggling. I mean, you didn't need to look up the numbers. I did, but you really didn't need to. If you've been watching the games, they have looked lost out there uh, in, you know, so including the double header, Aloy Jimenez three for 19 since coming back from the IL. That was at the beginning of that Baltimore series last Friday, three for 19, eight strikeouts, just a few singles and an RBI, really nothing eventful at all. Uh, and Luis Robert, you know, he started out hot the first couple weeks and I still really love his defense. He he makes plays out there in center field uh, really effortless. Uh, and he's been able to stay healthy, thankfully. But offensively, last seven games, slashing 148, 207, 333, just one home run, six strikeouts, and three uh, RBIs. So game one of the doubleheader, game 17 uh, in this season, it was Wheeler against Lynn. Sox lost 7-4. to four. Uh, first inning, Phillies had four hits, including a bunt, a walk, a throw from Oscar Colas that missed the cutoff, man, extended things further. Uh, Lance Lynn gave up a two-out single to Alec Bohm uh, that scored two. Lynn had Bohm 0-2. That drives me crazy. Phillies were up 3 nothing early on. Lynn threw 35 pitches in the first inning. Uh, bottom of the first for our Sox, absolutely nothing, which was kind of a theme uh, throughout this doubleheader. Uh, Wheeler looked pretty sharp, only threw 13 pitches. Uh, top of second, Lance Lynn back out there, a two-out walk to Turner, uh, but thankfully no further damage. Uh, Sox in the bottom of the second. You know, I, I'm th I'm saying we, we covered here on Lockdown Sox their bullpen. Let's try to get into that bullpen somehow, some way. Not much better than uh, the White Sox bullpen, which is not saying much. So let's try to get to that. I know Sox offense, 
uh, kind of middle of the pack in all of MLB. We've dropped with some of those impressive numbers that we had early on, but still, uh, you know, I think we can do some damage to their bullpen. Uh, that was not the case yet. Uh, top of third, Lance Lynn with 50 pitches on his arm. You had Castellanos and Real Muto uh, base hits, uh, and then another walk, bases loaded, strikeout. Two outs now, and Josh Harrison, of all people, their ninth hitter with a bloop single to short right field, two-run score. This all with two outs, 5 nothing Phillies. Uh, Lynn, after three innings, 68 pitches, seven hits, five earned runs, three walks, four strikeouts, all singles. Okay, nothing too big, but those walks and the amount of pitches that he is throwing, absolute taxing. Uh, Philly scored four of their first five runs with two outs. That is an absolute problem, and that continued in game one. Uh, bottom of the third, here we go. Sox trailed 5 nothing at this point. Uh, Sosa and Andrews with back-to-back singles to kick things off, so you got to put some runs on the board, right? Uh, ben Attendee with a single. He continues to hit. Again, the power numbers aren't there, but he's getting on base. He's finding ways. Uh, third base coach Rodriguez, interesting situation here, held Lenin Sosa at third. It didn't cost the Sox in the end, but you got to know about Jake Cave's arm in right field there. I think Sosa could have scored. So bases loaded, nobody out. You know, here we go. This has been traditionally, uh, you know, difficult spot for our Chicago White Sox. Bases loaded, nobody out. But Luis Robert with a double and Vaughn with a base hit. So it's 5-4. Sox coming back. Still nobody out. Put the pedal to the metal. Uh, Aloy with a bloop single. Six straight hits by our White Sox. Second and first for Grandal. He flew out to left field. Berger hit into a fielder's choice. Runners on the corners for Colas still struggling with that breaking step. And they're going to continue to throw it to him until he can prove otherwise. Uh, Tapper to the mound, and that was it. Uh, Philly's bullpen was up at this point. It was good to see the Sox get to Wheeler, uh, you know, and being down five runs to put uh, put a crooked number up there. Uh, Sox with four runs on six hits. Could have been much more, though. I mean, if you were watching this, it, it could have been much more. Uh, they kind of left Wheeler off the hook, uh, but it was a nice rally. Also gave Lynn some rest. Uh, top of fourth, Lynn had a one, two, three inning, which was exciting. Uh, bottom of the fourth, Benatendi with a two out double. Uh, Wheeler after four innings, seven hits, four earned runs, zero walks, three strikeouts. He was at 79 pitches. Uh, in the fifth, Lynn, uh, his pitch count up in the in the upper 70s as well. It was just a one-run game at this point, and he was able to get a couple quick outs, retired six straight until there was a base hit, but no harm, no foul. Bottom of the six, Aloy Jimenez with a very rough at-bat. He has struggled. He just looks lost at the plate without a game plan. Um, you know, just I, it's almost like he's guessing. Like, he doesn't have a scouting report, or he's not looking at it. Uh, Grandal had a two-out double, which, you know, he has been a pleasant surprise offensively. Thank goodness those legs uh, are healthy, uh, you know, and, and he's been logging innings. He's been logging games. Uh, Jake Berger was beat on a high fastball. Still sacks, only, only trailing by one. Uh, top of six, 92 pitches entering the inning. Only uh, one, one three-up. 
three down inning so far for Lance Lynn. Sacks bullpen getting ready uh, as, of course, they should be. Harrison with a base hit. There we go. Lynn was at 100 pitch- pitches. Uh, Bryson Stott, their leadoff hitter, uh, he can hit with a liner off of Jake Berger's left foot. That's ruled a hit. Uh, Berger was playing in. Phillies first and second, nobody out. Trey Turner, big strikeout to him. Uh, Lynn's day was over at 107 pitches. So here comes the bullpen. Lambert making his 10th appearance. Schwarber strikeout. Andrews tried to get a force at second uh, off a of Castiano slow roller, did not. So bases loaded, a 2 2 count on Marsh. And Lambert went upstairs to get Marsh on a high fastball. Lambert, uh, he has been, had more good than bad, I would say, uh, in game one. Looked initially pretty good for him, inning over. Uh, bottom of the sixth, uh, Phillies go to their bullpen. Uh, left-hand pitcher Gregory Soto, we just had no chance. We couldn't do anything off of him. Uh, Lambert's still in there in the seventh. A nice job starting the inning off with a strikeout. Got a ground out. Effective changeup. Two out base hit uh, to Jake Cave. And then Lambert. Uh, he started off hot, but then this happened. Lambert in the seventh absolutely grooved one to their ninth hitter, Josh Harrison. Of course, he jumped all over it, blasted a two-out, two-run home run, 7-4 uh, at this point. Phillies with six, two-out RBI. Harrison had four of them, if you can believe it. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, remember him? He comes into the game, bottom of the seventh. Uh, Robert missed something right down the middle from Kimbrell, uh, not necessarily overpowering his stuff. Uh, Robert has definitely cooled off. It was a one, two, three uh, from Kimbrell. Uh, and that was, you know, that was really it offensively for the White Sox. They had moments uh, and, and they just kind of went down in order, went quietly. Jake Diekman came in, allowed some traffic. Uh, but again, it was Josh, it was the Josh Harrison show in game one. And Lance Lynn, too many pitches, too many walks, too many hits. Uh, Lynn's final line, five and a third innings, 10 hits, five earned runs, three walks, seven strikeouts, zero home runs, which is good. Uh, Lynn's ERA right now, 7.59. He has looked rough at home. A bullpen, two and two-thirds innings, four hits, two earned runs, a couple of walks, six strikeouts, and a home run. Lambert looked good until he didn't. Uh, that two-run home run by Josh Harrison was the backbreaker. Uh, White Sox allowed the nine-hitter, Josh Harrison, to go three for five in game one with a home run and four RBIs. Sox offense, four runs, all in the third inning. Uh, eight hits, three doubles, uh, zero walks, and they struck out 13 times in game one. Uh, three for eight with runners in scoring position. So game one, it was the second game in a row where the White Sox scored all their runs in one inning, uh, four runs both times. Sox were able to get to Wheeler, which is no easy task, but could not get uh, to a shaky Philadelphia bullpen. Uh, Lucas Giolito now has strung together two great outings in a row. His performance on Tuesday night against the Phillies was pretty special indeed. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. 
Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So again, the White Sox playing the Phillies Wednesday afternoon. Series finale. Sox haven't won a series all season long. Mike Clevenger on the hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. So game two of the doubleheader, that was game 18 altogether on the season. Sox uh, beat the Philadelphia Phillies three to nothing. Uh, ben Attendee was sitting. Aloy started the game in right field. Grandal at DH and Zavala catching. Romy Gonzalez started out in left field. Uh, first inning here, this is my thought with Giolito. Uh, outstanding outing in Minnesota last week. Uh, can he build off of that? You know, was he able to string together uh, another great start in a row? Uh, his slider was working early, 94 miles per hour with the fastball, got two quick outs. He was working fast. I know all pitchers are working fast, but there's fast within the fast, and he seemed to be handling that well. Uh, there was a walk to Schwarber, but no damage done. Uh, bottom of the first for our White Sox, this was it, really. This was the offense. Again, one inning uh, of a game that we score all of our runs. Left-handed pitcher, uh, Falter on the hill for Philadelphia. Uh, Luis Robert Jr., announcement time. He walked. He drew a leadoff walk. Aloy in, uh, had an infield hit. It was really a, a hustle job on him, and it, and it paid off uh, because two on, one out for Berger, who was really quiet in game one. Berger absolutely destroyed a ball to left field for a three-run home run. So if Aloy Jimenez you know, is just kind of uh, coasting down, maybe he doesn't get on base, but then you know, Sacks pitching – pretty much handled the Phillies, but we didn't know that uh, early on. Uh, so Jake Berger now with uh, his fourth home run in five games. Sacks were up early, 3 nothing. Uh, that was a nice cushion for Giolito. How was he going to respond to that lead? Maybe be a little bit more aggressive, maybe too aggressive with some of his breaking stuff, or would he just go out and attack? Uh, his changeup was dancing uh, once again early on, especially to right-handed hitters, how it kind of flutters away from them uh, to the outside corner, elevated that fastball nicely, and then froze a Phillies batter with a 95-mile-per-hour fastball to get an inning-ending strikeout. Uh, 34 pitches after two innings, three strikeouts, zero home runs given up after two innings, which you have to announce that with Giolito because he's known to give those up early. Uh, second inning for the White Sox, uh, bottom of the second. Sox had a leadoff hitter again on, uh, but Andrews got picked off. Uh, he was running basically on first movement with a lefty on the mound. Andrews was completely fooled on the pickoff. Uh, again, offensively, Sox, nothing going on after the first inning. Uh, Giolito, very competitive with his fastball in the third. It had some zip on it, some late movement. Uh, struck out the first two he saw in the inning. Uh, on a fastball, sitting 94, 95 miles per hour with that fastball. Lengthy at bat to Bryson Stott. He can hit uh, as their leadoff hitter. It was a 10-pitch at bat. 
uh, got away with a nine, uh, 81, I'm sorry, a mile per hour changeup after pumping some fastballs. So mixing things up nicely, a stat flew out to left field. It's another thing you want to see with Giolito. You know, if, if he's got the changeup working, which he did on Tuesday, uh, you mix that up, you know, change your speeds, change your eye level and his fastball uh, coming in at 94, 95. He was playing around at the top of the zone, which was good to see. Uh, in the fourth, uh, Schwarber was up and there was a high curveball uh, that was called a strike. Uh, Schwarber, I didn't I don't think he really appreciated it. And Steve Stone was talking about how that can change the at bat. And I love that type of uh, uh, broadcasting that the, the detail that Stone can talk about from a pitching perspective, because now Schwarber has to be looking for that pitch. Now that pitch is all of a sudden a strike high. I mean, that, that was that was letter high. That was borderline. Uh, and what does Giolito do nicely? Uh, he's mixing up now the eye level, playing around with the fact that uh, Schwarber has to defend that high curve and was able to get Schwarber to strike out uh, on a low pitch, something that I don't think Schwarber might have wanted to go after. Uh, zero hits given up uh, through four, but 68 pitches on Giolito's arm. That was the problem. Uh, fifth inning, Giolito kept attacking the zone and started the inning off with another strikeout, a very reminiscent of uh, the last start in Minnesota. It really was. He looked in control, got some defensive help, uh, which was nice, uh, maybe a change of pace from that Minnesota start. Uh, no hits given up through five. He was now at the 86 pitch mark. Uh, so sixth inning, the changeup was still working for Giolito, uh, def definitely, you know, playing around changeup kind of fluttering low, uh, you know, in the dirt. And then there was a high changeup that he was playing around with, too, that was effective. He didn't get beat on it. Uh, Philly batters uh, util utilizing the timeout at this point. You get one timeout per at bat. And they were trying to kind of slow up Giolito's pace. Uh, Giolito then started to lose control in this inning, uh, hit a batter uh, up high too, above the letters which you know he did in Minnesota when he got that guy in the face. Uh, Zavala comes out to try to settle him down. Uh, and again, just it's a three-run game here. So we've seen these types of leads just completely evaporize, uh, vaporize, I guess, for the White Sox recently. So how will Giolito respond? That's what I'm wondering. Got a fielder's choice. Sox are able to get to the lead runner. Uh, you got Aaron Bummer loosening up in the bullpen, which was just my stomach sank when I saw that on TV. Uh, falling behind hitters, Gio was laboring really at this point. He was over 100 pitches in the sixth inning. Uh, had the dangerous lefty Bryson Stott up to bat once again, and Gio induced a six, a three to six to three double play to end the inning. Uh, seventh inning, you got Giolito out of the game at this point. Kendall Graveman got the nod. A great play by Andrew Vaughn at first base to preserve the combined now no-hitter for the Sox pitching staff. Uh, Graveman with some really nice movement on his pitches. Almost likely he had a screwball going that started on the outside corner to a righty, then came back in to catch the corner. Greg Maddox-like, really. Uh, uh, Phillies were turned away in the seventh. Uh, and then the eighth, uh, Sox holding on to a combined no-hitter uh, on the 16th anniversary of Mark Burley's no-hitter against the Rangers way back when. Uh, and now you've got Aaron Bummer in the game. And no surprise what happens, he gives up a lead-off double. 
And Aaron Bummer, in my mind, is in the game because Marsh is a left-handed batter. And that's the matchup that they wanted. Although the previous inning, Steve Stone was talking about as good as Kendall Graveman was pitching, it doesn't matter if he pitches to a lefty or to a righty. Graveman looked lights out. I really wish he would have started uh, that eighth. Uh, you got Romy Gonzalez with a uh, just an awesome catch in left field. Looked like he might have gotten a little confused uh, on his break or where the ball was going, but really saved a run at that point. Uh, a Harrison now up. The hero from game one was pinch hitting. A bummer with a wild pitch. It's like, here we go again with this guy. Uh, Marsh was now at third with one out. He struck Harrison out on a high fastball. So you get two away for JT Real Muto, and uh, he's the pinch hitter. But Grafol says, I've seen enough from Aaron Bummer. Brings in Lopez for the potential four-out save. Uh, Bummer leaves to audible booze, as he should. And uh, Lopez fastball and sliders worked well to strand Marsh at third. Uh, ninth, Lopez, of course, stayed in the game, pumping strikes 99 miles per hour, battling back uh, within counts, had a full count to Trey Turner, who is a very dangerous hitter, uh, struck him out on a 100-mile-per-hour fastball up in the zone. Game over. Uh, Giolito's final line, six innings, zero hits, zero earned runs, one walk, seven strikeouts, zero home runs. Uh, his ERA now sits at 4.29. Last two starts combined, Giolito 12 innings, one earned run, 14 strikeouts, and zero home runs for me. I love the strikeouts, but that home run, that has been a problem of his uh, over the years, those early home runs. To see that, he seems focused. He just looks different the last two starts. Uh, bullpen for game two, Graveman and Lopez, excellent bummer, uh, was his self. Uh, Sacks pitching only allowed one hit. Uh, what a performance. Uh, Sacks offense, three runs, three hits. Third game in a row where they scored all their runs in one inning. Uh, second time in three games that it was the first inning. Uh, they did that on Sunday uh, against the Orioles in the series finale. Uh, Sox offense walked three times. They struck out only four times. They were one for two with runners in scoring position in game two. Uh, we received some injury updates on Yoan Mankata and Jake Berger will most likely uh, not be playing second base, but needs to be seeing consistent playing time. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Hey, really excited about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Baseball GM. Uh, ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise? Well, your dream can come true. Uh, this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. Uh, all this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked on White Sox listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store. Uh, so make sure to check it out. Download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. So prior to Tuesday's uh, doubleheader, uh, Pedro Grafol, I think, was asked about it 
uh, by the media. I saw Daryl Van Scoven tweet something out from the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, Pedro Grafol did not seem too interested in Jake Berger taking reps at second base anytime soon. This is what Grafol had to say. Uh, there was also the shift when you can put three guys on the left on that side of the field, and now there is no shifting, so it becomes a little harder to have those kind of experiments during the season. Uh, I believe he was also referring to the experiment with Mike Mustakas, uh, maybe going from third base to second base. It does not seem like uh, that is how they're going to try to get Jake Berger, pl- Berger playing time by going to second base. I think that is a smart call. Uh, Jake Berger does not have the range, and you need that kind of range playing second base right now. Uh, now, regards to Mankata, this is what Grafol had to say on Mankata on the IL with uh, back soreness. Uh, not sure how close he is to getting back. When he does come back, I want him to be feeling good, not at 80%. There is still a lot of season left. I want him to get rid of this thing and give us his best. So not promising, obviously not a timetable. He was just on that 10-day IL. Uh, Should be coming back relatively soon if he can, if he will. Uh, But I read into that as no, we're not going to see that maybe for another couple weeks or so. I I have no idea, but I don't think it's going to happen when he has the opportunity to. So more playing time for Jake Berger. That's not necessarily a bad thing at all. We need that bat. Uh, and with Aloy Jimenez not producing in the DH spot, I don't know what to do there. Uh, Aloy Jimenez uh, saw some time in right field. And, you know, I, hey, I, I think I was so high on Aloy Jimenez coming into this season, had him 40 plus, 42 home runs. Man, I have not seen any of that uh, right now. You know, he's had a few doubles, he's been able to kind of keep the line moving here and there. But, not really impressed. It's Jake Berger that right now you got to ride the hot hand uh, and you got to keep finding playing time for this guy. He seems to be more comfortable now hitting against righties, which is a good sign. He, he would always be the guy you went with with a lefty on the mound, but uh, I would keep throwing him out there at this point. And with no word on Mankata, Berger could be at the hot corner for a while now. Uh, on Wednesday, it's the series finale. Mike Clevenger is 2-0 with an ERA of 2.20 and 14 strikeouts in three appearances this season. Uh, last start was against Baltimore. Uh, he had a nice start. Six innings, one hit, zero earned runs, five walks, though, which is going to be problematic if that continues, and five strikeouts. Uh, Clevenger has been very consistent with his movement. Uh, he mixes it up. Uh, he elevates his fastball. Uh, nipping at the corners, uh, you know, he was around 95, maybe even touched 96 uh, during his last start. So we'll see if we can keep it up. Uh, Tawan Walker is starting for the Philadelphia Phillies. He's got three starts this year, one and one, uh, 14 strikeouts in 15 innings with a 4.20 ERA. His last start was against Cincinnati, where he went six innings, gave up four hits, one earned run, a couple walks and four strikeouts. Uh, My hope is that Clevenger can be consistent. Uh, He can go at least six, maybe seven, uh, help us out. Again, we got a day off on Thursday, so maybe Grafol wants to really exhaust the bullpen. Offense, please score in more than just one inning. Let's spread it out. Let's keep the line moving. Love to see a few more home runs from other guys uh, besides Berger. Uh, Thanks so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. 
uh, you find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Socks. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore uh, GGTV. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, tell your socks friends about that. I do appreciate it. Uh, White Sox again, play the Phillies Wednesday afternoon series finale with Clevenger on the Hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen uh, every day. And hey, everydayers, on the next episode, I will recap Clevenger's outing and maybe, uh, just maybe, we can celebrate a White Sox winner and a series win. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.